This is the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. Need help around the house? Even the handiest do-it-yourselfer needs an extra hand sometimes. Let Home Inspector David Nason help you out during the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Taking some well-deserved time off, I'm Libby Collins, along with David Nason. And David, how are you? I'm doing well, Libby. How are you doing? Well, we haven't talked to you in a long time because you have been off since, is it? December seventeenth, last year, since last year, right? Right, yeah. And you, you said Dayton taking some well-deserved time off, and I was thinking, boy, we haven't been on for two Saturdays, so maybe, <laughs> maybe no, I took some time off as well. So, did uh, you go anyplace special? No, I, I, we had a pretty quiet uh, holidays myself. Uh, stayed here in the Milwaukee area, so I didn't have to deal with the weather, traveling, or anything. So, mm. uh, saw family here in the uh, in Wisconsin. Yeah, well, we know about some of those nightmare travel situations, right, and right. I know Rose Gray's going to talk about that later sure. on this morning. How about you? But, Did you go anywhere? Oh, uh, uh, we just had a nice, quiet family kind of get-together with with the fun gift exchange with sort of the white elephant thing. So, sure. uh, yeah, that, it, it was it was really nice. I didn't get around to baking cookies this year. No? So, oh. no, you know what? I, is, I just find... If I bake the cookies, I eat them. Then you eat them, right? Well, that's what they're for. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you just gotta you gotta have the mindset that you if you bake them, you have they're they're made to give away. You know what? One thing though, you mentioned Christmas, and we were there uh, with a bunch of family members, and when we were there, that was during that cold snap, and one of my my husband's nephew got a call, his business, one of the pipes had broken, and they were flooded, and he had to leave the party to go and address that situation. Luckily, they got there, you know, quickly and on time, and there wasn't any real damage, but this happened to a lot of people over that time. Right, it did. Um, My mother-in-law's condo building had, had an issue as well, on Christmas Eve, and so we were hearing a lot of problems uh, around that time because it was getting so cold, and uh, so uh, you know things like that. It the part of the the cold or part of that is is also the wind, and so when things get cold, I mean it gets cold in Wisconsin every winter. We know that, but when we have a high wind as well, that wind can blow in through small openings around pipes. I tell people during home inspections, your frost-proof faucets that you have on your house, uh, mm-hmm. they're frost-proof, not freeze-proof. And so those, we should still be turning the water off to those uh, on the inside, the, those valves on the inside. You should be turning those off because they can freeze. I worked for a water restoration contract for eight years, and we had people every winter calling, oh, my pipes froze. Why did my pipes freeze? I thought I didn't have to turn those off. And um, they, we really still need to turn those off. If you were down in southern Illinois, kind of that Kentucky, Tennessee, southern Illinois, southern Indiana, uh, that kind of that kind of weather area, you probably don't have to. But in, in the Wisconsin area, we really do need to turn our water off. Even if you're home and you're yes. using those rooms? Well, well, I'm talking the faucets on the outside of your house. Oh, the outside. Right. Oh, the, I thought you meant the inside. No, exterior faucets off. because okay. the wind blows in around little gaps around those pipes. 
So oh, these, yeah. yeah, not in, not interior, but even if you're home the, in the winter, you're not watering your grass, you're not washing your car. There's really no reason for those faucets to be on, on, on the outside of your house there. So, um, that, and that's a lot of times where the wind will blow in and, and freeze those pipes. Well, I know we'll get to some calls a little bit later right. on on the old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. That's 855-616-1620. But another thing you want to talk about this morning is January is the EPA's National Radon Action Month. And you've got right. somebody in just a couple minutes who's going we'll, to be joining us about that. Right. We'll have somebody on and, like, and notice what you said, then Radon Action Month, the EPA wants people to take action. Not just be aware of radon. They want somebody to take action. And like you said, we'll have somebody on. We can ask some questions and get some more information about it. Well, we will get to that in just a moment. Let's update you on that weather. It's going to be partly cloudy today. We'll get up to about 33 degrees, and tomorrow looks partly sunny with a chance of flurries and a high of 36. Right now, we have 27 degrees at WTMJ at 713, and this is the Fix It Show. He's inspected homes inside and out, and he's here for your home issues now. It's the Fix It Show with David Nason on WTMJ. And welcome back at 717, 27 degrees at WTMJ. I'm Libby Collins and for Dayton Kate, along with David Nason. And David, we mentioned in the last uh, segment that it is the EPA's National Radon Action Month, and you have a special guest you've invited in, I Brian have. Thompson, right, Brian from Thompson. Lifetime Radon. Yeah, yes. let's let's talk to Brian. Good morning, Brian. How are you doing today? Hey, good morning. Thank you guys for having me on. You bet. You bet. I'm glad, glad to have you here. So, Radon National Radon Action Month. Uh, many people have heard about radon. We talk about it a lot, but let's start at the beginning. You know, Radon 101. Uh, what is radon gas, and, and where does it come from? Yeah, no, that's a really great question, David. So uh, radon is actually naturally occurring. So it derives from the breakdown of uranium product that's in the soil. So that sounds kind of crazy, but um, believe it or not, all rock and soil has some type of uranium product in it, some areas more than others. And over time, that breaks down and it off-gasses into radon gas. And it's actually happening all around us, so in the outside air, um, but also your home through the HVAC system and just the natural pressures that your home creates in a confined space, it actually draws that radon into the structure, and that's where it really becomes dangerous because it can grow in that confined space to levels that are above um, what the EPA would say the action level would be, um, and that is 4.0 picocuries per liter. So anything 4.0 or above, the EPA would say, hey, you should really take action on that. And um, on the outside air, you're looking at, like, on average, something between 0.7 um, and 0.3 picocuries, so less than one, very negligible. So outside, you know, less than one in your home, if it gets above four, that's a that's a problem. Sure. And like you said, it's an action level. It's not a safe level. Nobody ever says that there's a safe level. It's an action level. Now, yeah, why would, you, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brian. I was going to say, you got that right. So there is no known safe level of radon, and that's really important. So thank you for noting that. Um, it is an action level. So they say, you know, if it's above four, that's when you should consider putting a, a mitigation system in. And they actually say if you're between two and four because of seasonal variability, uh, it really makes sense to consider putting it in, in in that situation as well. 
Brian, how do you know how much radon is in your house? I mean, how do you go about doing a, a test to find out? Yeah, so um, testing is the only sure way to know. Um, radon is tasteless, it's colorless, it's odorless, so there's really no way to know that you have a radon problem without testing. And there's a number of different ways to test. Uh, my advice would be to contact a qualified professional. So that may be somebody like David, who's a home inspector and who's taken some classes and gotten certified through a national organization called ARST or the NRPP, which is the National Radon Proficiency Program. And they can come out to your home, set a monitor in there, let that run for a few days, and then download a report. That report's going to give you a lot more robust information. And then that professional will be able to give you some guidance and kind of help walk you through the process. That's why I recommend that as kind of your best option. But if, you know, you're somebody and you're more of a do-it-yourselfer, um, you can go to the hardware store and get do-it-yourself test kits as well, and you can just uh, read the instructions, maybe watch some videos online, and you can administer those in your own home. And that's going to be a little bit of a more cost-effective option, but um, whichever way you choose, the most important thing is just making sure you do go ahead and test your home. We're talking with Brian Thompson from Lifetime Radon Solutions. I know David Nason has a lot more questions for you because it is National Radon Action Month, and we'll get to those right after this on WTMJ. 721, and it's 27 degrees. Doing your home project but stuck on what to do next? We're here for you. This is the Fix-It Show with David Nason on WTMJ. And welcome back. I'm Libby Collins and Rick Dayton Kane, and we're talking with Brian Thompson from Lifetime Radon Solutions about National Radon Action Month. So, Brian, we've been talking about doing testing, taking action, doing testing, whether it's done by a professional, myself, or even your company, uh, or somebody goes out and gets a kit on their own. What what happens or what do I do next if the radon levels are above that 4.0 picocuries per liter? Yeah, absolutely. So um, if the radon levels are elevated, what you want to do is uh, look into getting what's called a radon mitigation system or a sub-slab depressurization system. Now, that sounds real fancy, but at the end of the day, it's a pretty simple concept. Essentially, what uh, we do at Lifetime Radon and most radon mitigation companies is we would uh, drill into the floor in the basement or utilize the sump basin to access below the home's foundation, and we create a negative pressure underneath the foundation, so not within the house, but actually under the home, that's greater than the natural pressures that the house is creating. So rather than the radon being drawn into the structure, it gets drawn into our pipe, and then we can safely vent it outside. This is considered um, the most um, successful way of uh, mitigating radon because it actually stops the issue at the source, meaning underground, as opposed to allowing the radon into the house and then removing it that way. Sure. And, and this system then, as you said, it sends it outside. The pipe has to go up past the roof line um, or it can go up through your garage uh, and up through the roof and, and be a little less visible on your home. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, just depending on how your home is constructed, uh, we would design a custom system. So we would come out or ask you some questions over the phone to just kind of figure out the configuration and then route that piping accordingly. But in Wisconsin, if, if you can run it internally, that is best because of the weather. 
I'm just wondering, Brian, is is it only homes with basements that have this radon gas issue? That's a great question and also a common misconception. So the answer is no. Um, we have mitigated a ton of homes that are on slabs. Um, I hear, you know, a lot of different things like, oh, if I have a walkout basement, it means I don't have a radon problem or I'm only on a slab. I don't have a basement, so I don't have a radon problem. I've seen excessively high radon levels with homes that are just a slab on grade construction. So um, it's really just a matter of this gas is coming out of the ground and if there's a confined space, there's a structure, uh, there's building science going on in there that is can potentially be creating a pressure differential between that structure and the soil. And if that's happening, uh, there is the potential that that radon can be drawn in in higher concentrations into the home. So uh, it doesn't matter what kind of home you have or where you live, uh, the EPA and we would suggest that you should test your home no matter what. And and then, um, Brian, is it only or um, if your home is tested for low radon previously, would you have to test like anytime soon or how often do you do that? Yeah, that's that's an awesome question, too. Um, so there's a lot of variability in radon, and homes change. You know, over time, they settle and things of that nature. So cracks and fissures can just kind of be created um, underneath the structure. Uh, so the EPA would suggest that homeowners test their home at around every two years, but also if there's any major construction that goes on in the home. So not just like foundational construction, but even if you get like new windows, uh, new insulation, a new roof, new siding, all of these things can potentially affect um, how tightly sealed that home is uh, and, you know, that pressure differential that is created between the home and the soil. So anytime you have any kind of major renovations, it really makes sense to, after that's all completed, make sure you go ahead and do another radon test because that could be changing a lot of things in your home. Brian, how common is high radon in the state of Wisconsin? Yeah, so Wisconsin has uh, very high levels. Um, Different parts of the state are probably a little higher than others. I'm very familiar with the numbers just off kind of the top of my head here in uh, Waukesha County where we're located. Uh, Over the years, we've been in business 25 years, we've kind of tracked the data. And in Waukesha County, 68% of the tests that we've administered actually come back elevated. So that's pretty high, all things considered. Um, So, you know, I would say if you live in, you know, Waukesha County, Washington County, um, you know, Uh, really kind of the surrounding suburbs of Milwaukee, the levels tend to be a little bit higher. But um, internally in Milwaukee, in the Milwaukee suburbs, we see very high levels as well, just maybe at a little bit of a smaller frequency. Brian, we are just about out of time, but if if listeners out there want to get in touch with you, how do they do it? Yeah, absolutely. So our number at Lifetime Radon is 262-955-5701. 262-955-5701. That's 262-955-5701. Or you could email us at scheduling at lifetimeradon.com, and uh, we would be happy to help uh, any of your listeners out. Brian Thompson uh, from Lifetime Radon Solutions, thank you so much for joining us today on The Fix-It Show. Thanks, Brian. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. And I know, uh, David, people will have uh, more questions about radon, and we are going to get to your calls right after the news. 
back to the Fix It Show. Dayton Payne off today. I'm Libby Collins along with David Nason. And, David, we've got some uh, texts coming in on the old National Bank talk and text mm-hmm. line, old National Bank, get old. One of them says, what can happen? What are some of the issues that might occur if you have high radon in your house and if you don't med- mitigate it? So the really the main issue with radon, the reason we mitigate it, is that it is considered to be the second leading cause of lung cancer, uh, second only behind uh, actual smoking. So if you're a, a regular smoker, that's been determined by many, many sources that uh, obviously that's a, that causes lung cancer. Radon is a um, car- considered a carcinogen because it comes from a radioactive material. And so um, I believe it's either the World Health Organization, CDC, or all of them, or EPA, all of them together have pretty much come to an agreement that in the United States, there are about 20, 21,000 uh, deaths every year uh, from uh, lung cancer caused by radon. Wow. It, you know, and that brings up another question on our uh, talk and text line, and that is we didn't talk about how much getting a system costs. Do you have any idea on average what someone might pay if they do need that radon mitigation system? So as as Brian was saying, and we talked a little bit about there's there's some really basic uh, systems that can be installed, or he, he says they might they might have to customize it depending on your house or what you might want. Uh, the real basic, easiest system to install is where they run that radon that mitigation pipe out of the sump crock basin up the wall, through the, the box sill or the rim joist of the house, and then up, up the house. And if you have a ranch, it only goes up one story past your roof. And if there's electrical nearby, they, then they don't have to run any new electrical, uh, and then they just have to seal the crock cover. So that can run somewhere in the maybe 1000 to $1,200 range, and then you can go up from there. If you're looking to run it through your garage, that might be in the fifteen hundred to sixteen hundred dollar range. So, most almost every system is going to be less than two thousand dollars. That that probably be your high point. But I have seen some in some older homes where you know, we're talking about your typical house that has drain tile around the perimeter of the house. Some old, really older houses, their basements are uh, separated by masonry walls instead of beams and posts. And now each of those sections or you might have a crawl space also an old crawl space that needs to be mitigated so now instead of one pipe going into the floor you have two maybe three pipes and so that can be a little bit more but again that's that's not your typical system another really good question on the old national bank talk and text line is is a typical home is this something that typical home insurance would cover not this is probably well I've never heard of it being covered by home insurance. Uh, in in a real estate transaction, what is typically done, not always, but what is typically done is that the person who's purchasing the home, the buyer, so if I'm going to do the test along with a home inspection, I'm hired by the buyer. The buyer is paying me to do a radon test. If it does come back elevated, then if if, if it's written in their offer, and it usually is, then the seller is the one that pays for correcting it. But I've never heard of, of an insurance policy paying for that because 
insurance policies generally cover damage caused by you know a weather acts of weather or unforeseen things not not something that's a naturally occurring uh, element that comes out of the ground we've got another question from steve in cudahy he wants to know um you know who does this and is there a company you'd recommend who can provide this indoor quality testing and report so I asked Brian Thompson from Lifetime Radon to come on the show this morning. I had Lifetime Radon install a mitigation system for me back in 2014, shortly after I became a home inspector and, and did a test in my house uh, with my own equipment and found uh, the level to be 9.9. So we Ooh. talked about the four, the action level of 4.0, so mine was 9.9. And I uh, had met Scott through the Wisconsin Association of Home Inspectors, and or I, I mentioned Scott. Scott's the owner of the company, Scott Campbell. So I had met him through that organization, and I asked him to come to uh, my house and install a system. Since then, I've gotten to know Scott very well, and uh, that their company uh, comes to our uh, organization meetings regularly. They help talk to us as home inspectors about systems and what we should be doing and making sure that that we're doing things right as as brian said we we all need to go to training but there's continuing training so i would definitely recommend lifetime radon solution uh there are other companies out there they can do the testing they can talk talk to you with about the entire system if we're talking about your whole home air quality thing uh, issue that's something we can talk with Jason Fox next hour. But radon itself, I would I recommend a lifetime radon. You said your your personal uh, numbers came up to over nine. Right. Did what did it? What were they after you put in the system? So I do run a test every once in a while with one of my my machines. I use a, a continuous radon monitor. It's an electronic monitor about the size of a small shoebox. It takes air samples once an hour for a minimum of 48 hours. That's a test, minimum of 48 hours. And right now, mine is regularly at about 0.7. So that's what Brian mentioned. That's what we should see outside is the like 0.7 to just below 1. That's the that's the average that we see right on outside. So a, once you install a system, that's where it should be is below 1. I know we've got a, a more questions, not just about radon, but about other home issues as well. We've got David Nason here on the Fix It Show. And if you want to talk with him, the Old National Bank talk and text line, Old National Bank, get old, is open at 855-616-1620. It is 742 and 27 degrees at WTMJ. The home inspector is here to help with all your fix-it needs. This is the Fix It Show with David Nason on WTMJ. And it is 745, 27 degrees. Wine will be back around at 8 o'clock. And boy, there's some traffic problems out there. He's going to be telling you all about, though. Right now, we have David Nason on the Fix It Show. And David, one more question mm-hmm. about, about that radon. And I think we address this, but people get up at different times. Uh, they want to know about homes without basements do they still need to have testing done yes they should uh as brian was saying really any building whether it's a home and i know he didn't really mention it they do a lot of commercial work like schools and retail spaces office spaces any building that's in contact with the ground is is or is a candidate for having a higher or elevated uh, level of radon so i've done some condos 
where they're on a concrete slab and we get a high level of radon. Again, that's coming up out of the ground. The concrete slab is sitting on the ground. There are mechanicals like plumbing and electrical, sometimes heating ducts underground. And where those come up through that concrete slab around those penetrations is where we can get radon. So uh, definitely it, sh- it should be done on, in those homes as well. You know, I mean, it's really frightening, especially when you said what can happen to people if you don't have um, knowledge of this and have a system in place. You wonder, uh, is it more common in older homes than in newer homes? Uh, no, it's it, it really doesn't matter the age, the type, the the location. Well, location a little bit, as, as Brian was saying, the, the surrounding counties around Milwaukee, as I have the same... Uh, experiences that those counties tend to have higher uh, levels of radon. Uh, we have a lot more rocky, sandy soil in the surrounding counties. If you go out I-43, there's gravel pits, sand pits out that way. If you go out towards Menominee Falls and Lannan, you got all that Lannan stone and all those quarries and all that rock, and that's really where it's coming from. You get into closer in Milwaukee, and it's a lot more uh, um, clay soils. And so that we don't have as much, but it still happens. I still I had one not too long ago in Fox Point, I think it was. Uh, I had a higher level. Yesterday I was out in Hubertus, and I had a, a level of 11.9. So, um, so it really doesn't how, matter the age of the home. How high do those levels go up? You said you had 9. Uh, the house you just looked at was 11. I mean, yeah. what's the highest you've ever seen or heard about? The, the highest... I've recorded in one of my pieces of equipment is around 53 out in <gasps> New Berlin, and I've heard of levels being in the hundreds, in the one to 200 range, uh, in some in some locations. I think Scott Camel has told me he's had he's had some close to 200. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. scary when you think that, about that. Yeah, those houses are probably like, okay, uh, why don't you go stay in a hotel until we get a system installed here, and then you can come back. Yeah, yeah. so you can see the importance of that right. testing. All right, well, listen, we've got other questions coming in for you on the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Old National Bank, get old, 855-616-1620. And if you've got a question for David, this is the time to ask it, because next hour we're going to have Jason Fox from Capital Heating and Cooling here on the show, and we've got a lot of questions about all that cold weather we've had. Uh, that's all I had right here on the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. WTMJ. W277-CV and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. If you don't know what's wrong with your house, he's here to help. This is The Fix-It Show with David Nason on WTMJ. And welcome back, Dayton Off Today. I'm Libby Collins. Uh, it's National Radon Action Month, and we are getting a lot of questions about that, David. Right. Uh, let's go back to the old National Bank talk and text. I know old National Bank get old. And talk with David in Waukesha. Hi, David. What's your question? Hi. Listen, I was wondering if, let's say you have your home tested and you, you get a higher level, maybe, say, between 30 and 40. Does that necessarily mean that? Uh, the de- determination is made you need a bigger, more expensive system, or is it possible you just have a tight home and and that higher level is just because it built up over, say, the winter and, and you happen to have it tested in the spring? So so radon, all, all radioactive materials have a half-life, so they don't, they don't necessarily build up. 
the the level is usually going to be fairly steady. So it's not like uh, you know keeping your house closed is going to it's going to build up and up and up. But to answer your question, it's possible that it might be a little more expensive because you might need a bigger fan, or as I was saying, you might need to have um, more than one pipe going into the floor. But in most cases where we're talking about the level being somewhere in the 10 to to maybe 15 range, I've seen a couple around 20, but it's usually less than 10. It's somewhere in that 4 to 10 range, and that can be mitigated with a, a, a standard system. You, you mentioned 30 to 40. That That's going to be, I don't want to say rare, but not usual. Uh, but most systems, it's it's a pretty standard system. Thanks for your call, Dave. Okay. You know, he brings uh, he, he brings up an interesting point, though, and that is if you keep your house open, I mean, if you keep a lot of windows open and things like that, maybe even in the winter, keep, keeping them open a crack, will that make a difference in your radon levels? It, it can, and in some houses it will, if we're doing a test, some houses it will make it a test higher and some it will make it lower. So when we do a test, we have to have a baseline we do the a test the same way every time. Windows have to be closed. We can't be running uh, um, through wall air conditioners that vent air to the outside. Exhaust fans can be run when you're you're uh, showering and such, but we don't want them running continuously. Uh, dehumidifiers can't be running because they create a negative pressure on a home, and um, fire, fireplaces shouldn't be used during that time. So we want to have the same conditions every time because one house might, with the windows open, might be a higher level, and then the next one, if they're closed, they're lower, vice versa. Uh, so we really, it, it's hard to tell which it's going to be on your house. We can't, we don't know that for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, so now we build houses a lot better than we did. Right. Back in the olden days, right? Right. And we, we talk, and of course on this show you talk a lot about windows and, you know, making sure that they have good seals and, you know, double pane, triple pane and all right. of that. So are newer homes more susceptible to radon than older ones, or does it make a difference? Well, it kind of comes back, it's all coming back to the same question. No, not really. It's all about the soil right around your house and if it's if it's present there or not a house one house could have a high level of radon and the neighboring one could not be because it's the soil and that house may have been there for years and years and years and could be drafty old windows and then brand new one right next to it uh it doesn't have the radon in it and it's really about the soil uh the again the drafty windows tight houses it makes probably a little bit of a difference but it's again it's really about the soil that's right underneath that house one last question from Lynn in Waukesha about radon. She says, isn't radon heavy and stays in the basement? Actually, a house that is built on a crawl space, we test on the main level because the crawl space, we're going to test in the, the lowest habitable level of your home. A crawl space is not considered to be habitable. And some basements and some of these really old houses really aren't considered considered to be habitable. I've been in some, you know, 120-year-old homes and it's just a cobble, you know, fieldstone basement. You got to almost crouch over to walk over to the the plumbing equipment or something. That's not really habitable. So, it does rise up out of the ground. We talk about it being in the air outside and uh, it's not really like a uh, combustion gas or carbon monoxide or something that might be uh, uh, heavier than air. It's really 
most people have a forced air system, heating system in their house, so the rate on this gas is going to be moved around your house, so that's really not an issue. Coming up after the news, we've got Jason Fox here from Capital Heating and Cooling, so get your questions ready, and the Fix-It Show is sponsored by Siding Unlimited and J&B Construction. This has been the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests at not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.